0: Hey y'all, it's your favorite host that does the most Ariel and it's time to get schooled. My name is Ariel Moore, and today I would like to bring to your attention a very serious epidemic. Do you often find yourself in WhatsApp chat rooms with 14-plus members sending memes about Easter? Are you constantly explaining to your family what a sleepover is, after hours of trying? Do you say please, even when asking for something that belongs to you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may be suffering from being a first-generation American. First-generation American, or first-gen as some call it, is a genetic trait that affects the behavioral patterns of children of immigrants. Symptoms may include strange word pronunciations, inability to hang out, a lack of engaging in the Harry Potter series, the inability to wear anklets, a preference to home remedies, and a unique trauma to bringing lunch from home. First Gen is a serious epidemic, but we can get through this together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Get Schooled. Finally, it's season two. I know I've taken a kind of disgustingly long hiatus, but like mental health. So I'm just not going to make any excuses or apologies for that. But today, this episode is special for a number of reasons. One, we're talking about a very special topic, which is like being... A child as an immigrant, immigrant culture, like being a part of that, what does that mean? Also, how that has sort of shifted in recent years and like how it's evolved, which I feel like it definitely has. And we have a wonderful guest today, my lovely friend, and like definitely the Oprah to my Gail or Gail to my Oprah. Either one, <laughs> either one works. Um, Ariel Saw, hello,
1: hello, Ariel. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so honored.
0: Period. Namesake. Weens, um. So, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um. My name is also Ariel, except it's spelled A R I E L. Um. I'm a second semester student or second year student. My bad. But it feels like
0: second semester, even though it's second week. So, <laughs> that's how we're absolutely living right now. At, no. <laughs> um,
1: here at AU, I'm an international relations major. And I partially chose that major because my parents are immigrants from Cameroon. So, this first gen energy, I really feel it deep in my spirit, but it's a good time.
0: Yes. So, how do you think that your upbringing has sort of uh, shaped you in the sense that as a child of immigrants and like hearing the sort of experience of like, A child with like both American parents like American born that kind of thing how do you think that your upbringing has differed slightly or majorly because I know I have a lot of quirks that have come from like me being the child of an immigrant
1: no being the child of an immigrant definitely like your life is wildly different from your counterparts who aren't in a number of ways and I think just especially going through school and my parents are professionals so you know successful and then they put that on us of like failure isn't an option
0: yeah no I totally um, feel that and like the idea that your image is a reflection of them inherently or like a reflection of like your parents I should say absolutely
1: Um, but then even outside of that like our parents my parents supported their parents so they're like we really don't even have the financial room For you to not succeed.
0: (laughs) Also, just, like, like... the idea of supporting parents, like, throughout their lives and just, like, completely discouraging the ideas of nursing homes. Like, I find that that is such, like, um, and not, like, discouraging this in any way because, like, old people are kind of (laughs) But, you know, it's just, it's just, like, a lot of, like, a, a main cultural staple, I feel like, um, is when... Um, a parent or a family member reaches a certain age they sort of just like live with you or stay with you or or whatever and I think nursing home culture is inherently like American culture in a lot of ways and just like hearing my mom talk about like oh you know like seeing the conditions of nursing homes is just like so heartbreaking which it It truly is is. and I don't know I, I, I find that to be like a really interesting quirk that we sort of share and I often am like intrigued by hearing about my other uh first-gen friends who like talk about like their experience with you know just discouraging that and also not even having like considered that idea you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like talking about is so taboo
1: our maternal grandmother lived with us for 13 years and i feel like immigrants we really are just into like multi-generational like home lives and Americans don't mess with that at all yeah they really have the nuclear like mom and dad 2.5 kids and like if grandma and grandpa are getting old they're going into a nursing home and like we just don't do that shit and like even my or my white counterparts whose parents aren't immigrants their grandparents give them money on their birthdays and like we don't even have that so there definitely are like a lot of differences
0: yeah you know, that's really interesting because um, my grandma actually the I think this is actually like a couple months ago but like my grandparents aren't foreign to the idea of giving us money but also that's just because me and my sister are the like only grandchildren so we're kind of spoiled but it was so funny like seeing her try to give me money because usually like she will cash at me or something but she was like here and she shook my hand and like gave me the money we and I was too. like, I think that might be, like, a drug dealer tactic. And she was like, I'm sorry. I don't know how a gra- American grandparents give their grandchildren money. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but also, I wanted to take a little shift and talk a bit about culture because I found that there's a sort of, like, recent infatuation with, like, being mm. foreign. If you're foreign, yeah. you ain't born, and all this other foolishness, which I find, like, yes, Put me on a pedestal. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's true. like, also don't fetishize me. I would appreciate if you just like appreciated me for just all my inherent greatness rather than just a stereotype. But how do you like, how would you attest to that? And how do you feel that you have experienced that firsthand?
1: Um, well, I feel like being African, people don't really fetishize it like in the same way as maybe being Caribbean. I don't know I feel like Africa just has this like backwardsness like placed on it and I feel like being from the Caribbean might seem
0: more fun. That's actually so crazy because I find that recently especially like I think with like the influx of social media and this might just be from my perspective because I'm, I'm not African and I don't have that firsthand experience but I feel like there's this huge like recent influx of like romanticization of like african culture specifically west african culture you know what i mean
1: i feel like we see that a lot in like people who are in our generation who maybe yeah. like weren't fucking with being african when we were younger or like they yeah tried so hard to be white and now like i see what you're saying now they're like getting more interested in it like people who didn't even claim their africanness when we were in elementary school are suddenly leading ASAs and leading ASOs and stuff like that. So I do see that, but I don't really see a ton of it, like, from outside of the African community. I do see black people wearing, like, fake dashikis from the beauty supply store and stuff
0: like that. But, yeah. That's interesting. And I think, I don't know, I I know what you're saying about the whole Caribbean thing, and I I do see it too, but I, I think I'm also kind of, like slightly blind to it because in a sense like it also might just be that i've always just been inherently proud to to be west indian or whatever so as you should be and i'm not editing that out so but am i jamaican no but either way like anyway i think that it's more so um i guess more of just like a cultural awareness of like We love whining, and I love curry. And I don't know. I think also just as a society, we're all sort of just becoming more enlightened. Mm -hmm. But like, not necessarily in an intelligent way. More of just like, (laughs) more of just like, oh, I discovered that this exists. You know what I mean? Right. You know,
1: niggas love Joanna. Shade, I heard no that shade. on the radio like when I went back to Michigan too, <laughs> yeah. and I was amazed.
0: Me too! And oh. I was like, Afrobeats making it to like mainstream media, specifically radio, is yeah.
1: crazy. Crazy. And I, I never thought I'd see
0: it. Right! And I, I have to say, I appreciate that, and I don't think that was birthed out of fetish- fetishization in any way. I think it was definitely just like, it's a fire song. So, yeah.
1: And I think. African culture is really just like popping out.
0: Period. It definitely is.
1: It, and then Beyonce's album um I heard it once (laughs) I am such a lame because I literally heard that like album and got Mm -hmm. emotional Afrobeats which and Beyonce which I both like listened to and loved at the same time like in my youth or like now but they were just completely different worlds Hearing them like in the same thing was so
0: amazing and I really appreciate her because I think at first I was like Lion King, like, you're definitely turning this from being Lion King to the Beyonce movie. Yes, but like, <laughs> but I they like. They
1: wanted the beehive to like, and I, so. and
0: a culturally aware businesswoman, so I couldn't even be mad. Also, I will like never discourage a black woman unless they're like a criminal or. You even know. then,
1: it's like, uh, if she didn't hurt
0: anyone. <laughs> no, I totally feel no, you. I'm not mad at it. Right, and also I think going back to the point about just like media and how like foreign slash immigrant immigrant culture is sort of now the normal, I guess the standard, or is becoming the standard. Y'all love talk talk, but when it's time to walk the walk, we're very much absent. Like it's really cool to be foreign. But then you have to explain to your foreign parents why you're getting a B in class. Ew. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's just really interesting to have this perspective. But, you know, I think as I get older, I come to really respect uh, my background a lot more because mm-hmm. I think at first I was like, why are there so many expectations put on me? And, like, why am I, like, needing to live up to this name or to this standard or whatever? But, you know... You discover that your family lived a very, very different life before they came to America. And America is really responsible for stripping a lot of their identity away. Yeah. And you kind of are responsible. I mean, if you like it or not, you're responsible for upholding a di- or telling a different narrative, upholding a different standard. And, like, I have no issue with, like, being the Beyonce of my family. So, yeah. <laughs> like, my mom is passing that torch on to me. So I have no issue with that. Um, but yeah, how would you, like, speak to that?
1: Actually, when I was younger, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum, where yeah. I was really on this tip of, I'm Cameroonian, I'm not African-American. And yeah. I was just, like, super, super proud of my Cameroonianness, ness almost to the point of, like, but also this is, like, an African thing, where Africans, especially of our parents' generation, definitely look down on black Americans. So that was something that was instilled in me younger and that was something that also africans had to unlearn like our generation had to unlearn as they grew older which i think is part of what's bridging the divide because now we have stripped all that nonsense away (laughs) and we can finally recognize that like you know we are all black and like there's no reason to look down our noses at black americans or caribbeans or like any of this other nonsense yeah
0: No, I I definitely felt that. While still
1: being proud, because that is something that Africans, like, really could not reconcile the two for a long time, being proud of your heritage and also not looking down on other Black people.
0: That part. And I think just also, like, it is birthed from just, like, a lack of understanding. And also, I will say, um, just, like, hearing my grandma and my mom talk about their experience, like, when they first came here, they felt like they felt the most opposition from black people mm-hmm. so i think that kind of just like shifted their narrative yeah in like a really negative way and like i can attest to that too yeah. like growing up it's like oh what are you and i got that most from black people you know yeah. what i mean and not saying that it's bad or good it's just more so like you don't know and you don't know how to transcend transcend a cultural border that you've never been asked to cross you right. know exactly so it's just i think like you were saying like we've become more evolved as a society and we're steadily evolving thank you to social media but also like social media is also responsible for the fetishization so I think we can be like fit
1: to social media and then (laughs) just
0: be like the rest is you know y'all can take with that what you want but um yeah I do really appreciate the for I appreciate your honesty on on that perspective too because it's it's tough to talk about
1: yeah and like, and, like, embarrassing?
0: No, I, t- no I, t- I totally get it. I used to be like, I'm Guyanese. Can you see it on my forehead? Like, I would absolutely just be super proud about it. But also, I think because growing up, I didn't have any other Guyanese friends mm. and stuff like that. Like, honestly, the only other people that were Guyanese were, like, much older than me and... Which was fine, it's just I never really was able to have the exposure that I wanted to, like having like a shared cultural experience, you know?
1: I did not have black friends who weren't Cameroonian. Interesting. And I also like, the district that I came from was like a PWI, so there were mostly white people, and then also like Indians and Asians, so they were, it was diverse, but in the way that AU is diverse, so it's like there still aren't a lot of black people. So I only had friends who were non-black, and then my black friends who I never saw or very seldom saw were Cameroonian. So I think that was also like a part
0: of me being
1: on that silly ass tip.
0: But it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. Amen. And like it's easy for you to be I mean, of course it uh, it was like nigger in like its first degree. The fact that like, it took a
1: white boy to tell aw. me that I was
0: black. And not just like African was really like really the lowest of lows. Truly, because white people will snatch (laughs) your wig real quick and be like, "Y'all all all can work these fields." Period. (laughs) Like, it really doesn't matter where you come from. Like, Negro is Negro, and as sad as that is, it's like we just really (laughs) calm down. It it, it it troubles you. It do. (laughs) But, um, I also, I think, like, the idea of, like, being an immigrant and being black at the same time also makes other black people feel like, oh, so who do you think you are? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I can be both. And also, just, like, the specifically black, but, I mean, I'm not holding out on none of y'all. Just the xenophobia that comes with that is, yeah. like, really interesting.
1: Um, and also, I think that, like, black Americans a lot of times don't... Recognize how intertwined everyone's struggles are. So yeah. like when, you know, immigrants were like a huge thing and black people were like, well, why are y'all capping for like Latinx people as if they'll be, you know, capping for y'all? Well, what?" But it's like, there are Haitian immigrants too who are black who are being negatively affected by this. There yeah. are like African immigrants too who are like black and being negatively affected by this. So this is, we are all in this together. Yeah.
0: And it's really just interesting slash confusing seeing how uh specifically black americans um how we're like navigating this sh- social sphere where everyone's given a platform and specifically immigrants and specifically um people who are advocating more for their rights yes black people are struggling we are down but we're not the only ones
1: yes. you know. So, and it's not struggle olympics right like, like we don't
0: have to fight <laughs> like who went through it, it worse. worse exactly i loved like exclamation point not like loved period but like loved exclamation point with like strong inflection this conversation and we have literally conversations like this every 15 seconds so there will be a part two yes there will absolutely be a part two hell yes so thank you so much my dude thank for coming you on this so show much for having me, me. um was it was I, I also just feel like having a conversation talking about something that's so raw and organic and unique to you is like the best medicine so try it to my immigrant children please call your mom she's literally dying to hear from you and to everyone else have a wonderful thursday why is it already thursday can't be mad though it's and you will hear this on friday so also TJS. Thank you all for listening and class is in session. Thank you.